0: Romane? Vítám tebe i naše posluchačky a posluchače u další epizody podcastu Urbancast, ve kterém se věnujeme moderní městské mobilitě. A dneska tady máme rovnou jeden ze dvou speciálů. Sice speciál z největší evropské konference o mikromobilitě, Micromobility Europe. A shodli jsme se ty i já, že ten obsah jednoho panelu který jsem s okolností vedl. Ano, já vím. <laughs> takže by za to, abychom ho přinesli i tady do českého prostředí, našim posluchačkám, našim posluchačům. No a tak, tak to dneska uděláme.
1: Přesně tak. Navíc tam bude slyšet známý hlas celou dobu, takže já myslím, že je to i <laughs> z tohoto hladiska naprosto v pořádku.
0: Děkuju Kubo. musím se přiznat, že mě to ve snu nikdy nenapadlo, ale třeba za poslední dva měsíce asi čtyři lidi, kteří se se mnou seznamovali, nebo stáli někde vedle v nějakým holčku na nějaký akci, za mnou přišli a říkali já vím, kdo seš, já ten hlas poznal, nebo já ten hlas poznala. A všichni to byli z Urbancast. Normálně to jako, ty naše hlasy mají lidi na za což moc děkujeme naši posluchačká a posluchačům. Oceňujeme vnímavost a zároveň to uh, Kubo tada, Velká pochvala I pro tebe, protože zároveň mi všichni říkali, jak si strašně pochvalují kvalitu zvuku od Čím Čímž já teda opravdu nemám nic, ale vůbec nic dočinění. Za to vím, že tohle je kompletně tvoje práce. Takže Parťáků, moc děkuju.
1: Tak a já doufám, že já samozřejmě děkuji za tvoje děkování. Dneska točíme zase jednou nadávku, tak doufám, že se mi to pak podaří nějakým způsobem vykřesat. Já si myslím, že jsme Romana ještě měli zmínit jednu věc a to, že máme už i možnost nás podpořit přímo na Substacku a máme, stala se taková jako vtipná náhoda a to, že první předplatitel Urbancastu úplně ever se shodou okolností jmenuje přímením. Urban, takže... <laughs> Naprostá stylovka,
0: to, jako brand building, jako, to jako marketák naprosto, to oceňuji.
1: Naprosto všechno takhle zapadlo, takže já bych tady chtěl Milošovi, Urbanovi a doufám, že mu nebude vadit, že ho tady takhle explicitně jmenujeme, tak mu jako prvnímu předplatiteli moc děkuji. Myslím si, že Miloši nikdo lepší, nebo nikoho lepšího jsme se si nemohli ani přát tady opravdu to, jo, to shvělý,
0: moc krát, děkujeme. naprosto, naprosto báječně. <laughs> Miloš Urban, historicky a navždycky první předplatitel Urbancastu, tak ještě jednomokrát děkujeme. A zároveň pokud chcete být jako Miloš Urban, tak tu možnost máte snadno v tom mailu, který vám vždycky přichází při vydání nové epizodu Urbancastu. Snadno najdete odkaz na předplatci si a můžete se přidat, podpoříte všechny ty nekonečné hodiny a hodiny, které trávíme jak přípravou obsahu, tak potom i přípravou technickou a stříháním a chystáním toho, aby UrbanCast byl pořád tak dobrý jako před bezmála třemi lety, kdy, kdy jsme s ním začali.
1: Přesně tak a samozřejmě děkujeme i
0: Nextbikeu, který
1: samozřejmě i nadále zůstává. Já se vlastně musím ovojit, Miloši, nebyl jsi úplně první, nebo nebyl jste úplně první? První byl Nextbike,
0: ale... To byl dobře, ale, ale, ale individuálně, <laughs> individuálně, 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 jednoznačně. Zachován, prostě. Samozřejmě. Jo, jo, jo. A Nextbike, já jsem se byl zvědavý, kam bude ta tvoje věta, Kubo, pokračovat. Nextbike zůstává, tak mně napadají hned minimálně dvě pokračování té věty. To jedno asi je, Nextbike je nadále partnerem BoardBankastu a zároveň se nabízí, že ta věta může pokračovat i Nextbike je i nadále a naprosto neotřesitelně největší flotilovzdílený kol v České republice. Takže když se řekne bike sharing v České republice, tak je to Nextbike.
1: Tak a já jen koukám, že na mapičce přibyly zase nějaké další města. Vidím, jo, vidím tady. Jo, jo. A že... to si myslím, že je
0: sezóna ještě před námi, vlastně jako 24, takže to bude ještě Minimálně,
1: růst. co mě tady praštilo do oka. Tak české třebové přibyla Moravská třebová. Mm. Tady si Morava nenechala nic líbit. pěť ona už je ta česká Jasně. třebová
0: je, tak možná trošku
1: na Moravě, je tam dokáže. Je radice. takový
0: duel. <laughs> je, jo, je takový duel, jako jako Liberec Ablonec. Stačilo, by se v Ablonci pustil bike sharing a do týdne a do dne uh, najednou šel i v Liberci, byť jo, tam stáli na barikárách všichni, kteří měli uh, do toho, co povídal do té doby. Takže uh, či čímž,
1: tak. čímž to bych rád vyzval, České i Moravské Budějovice, aby se vydali. <laughs> ano,
0: výtečně, přesně tak, to je jasný kandidát. Ano.
1: A zatím tady koukám, nemáme žádný brod, uh, ať už Havlíčkův, nebo Uherský, tak, uh, nebo Český. český. Uh, vysoký brot na Šumavě, nevím, no, možná
0: Proč ne? Pět taky mohli mít. Pět kol, by se tam určitě užil.
1: No a Plzeňský kraj pořád trošku ještě zaostává, takže...
0: Jo, 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 jo. Jako uznávám, že někdo musí být poslední, ale že by to musel být zrovna Plzeňský kraj. Co? Kdo nás tam poslouchá? Nechcete s ním něco udělat?
1: Ještě tady bývá úždý, takže nemusíte být úplně poslední, ale už, <laughs> už to začíná být trošičku na hraně. Jo,
0: jo. Ale jsou také signály, že, že že města v ústeckém kraji mají velký zájem na příští rok o bike sharing, takže se uvidí. No. Ale to tady, toto asi až nastane sezona 2024, tak možná, že Lukáš Luňák nebo Tomáš Karpov z Nextbike se poreferují, co všechno se dalšího se povedlo. Každopádně jenom připomeneme, že ta vize Nextbike v České republice je sto měst a zatím jsou na 35, takže je tam, je tam ještě kam růst.
1: Dobra, a pojďme se. Tak jo, požná, tak jo,
0: posunout, pojďme do Amstradamu.
1: Pojďme se přesně jsem říct, pojďme se posunout od tématu rozježdění rozježdění bike-sharingem českých měst, k tématu elektrifikace, a teď nevím, jaký byl přesně český překlad, nicméně je to téma, které budeme dneska provídat. Pracoviště? Pracoviště, ano, to je vidíš to, já už jsem z toho úplně z to nej. Takže electrifying the workplace, elektrifikace pracovišť a tím samozřejmě nemyslíme, že byl to ten slavný, den, kdy tam byl zaveden elektrický proud. Ale budeme Není vidět,
0: že pioniér z Píšků, ale budeme. Nebo se... z já to vždycky pletu z jednoho z toho. Uh, no, vidíš to. Ne? to <laughs> bylo
1: s pěti korunou, vidět, že byli, byly palíšky. Kone, co blíží se Vánoce určitě, to, můžeme zase si dát v té televizi. Ono je to samozřejmě lepší vždycky v té televizi, že jo, tam si k tomu prostě setej, Sám, sám si to nepustíš. V každém jo, případě, pojďme to tady to do Amsterdamu, pojďme na tohleto téma.
0: Jo, Micromobility Europe jenom připomenutí největší konference o mikromobilitě na starém kontinentě. Já jsem měl uh, letos tu uh, milou čest a povinnost uh, spolupodílet se na obsahu a vedl jsem tam dva panely a právě ten o tom, jak uh, přinést mikromobilitu na pracoviště, hlavně tu elektro- elektrickou, tak uh, se mi povedlo poskládat výborný panel, který si za chvíli tady v podbarkástu pustíme. Jo, a jenom kdybych měl udělal tré, uh, tak uh, tři hosté, dvě dámy a jeden uh, velmi zkušený diplomat, uh, ty dámy uh, jsou Ophélie Schmitter ze, uh, ze francouzské společnosti Sasson Group, uh, což je mimo jiné zbrodařský koncern a já uh, ní se dělá Courtney Barrett z Walmartu, uh, největší retailer uh, v světě. Potom se tam dělali vlastně dva muži, aby se málem zapomněl ještě na na Oliviera, mého dlouholetého známého. Olivie je Sali, což je šéf startupu Zenride, který poskytuje právě kola a elektrokola do firem v rámci zaměstnáneckých benefitu. A vedle něj seděl právě ten již zmiňovaný velmi zkušený diplomat Hank Svartov, což je neuvěřitelně vitální a moudrý muž. Zároveň také prezident Evropské federace cyklistů, což je oficiální název. Takže obě, Užasná, obě strany oceánu Atlantického se potkaly. Ameri- tady na rozdíl, od, jo, na, na rozdíl od jiného panelu, tak tady se mi povedlo dokonce i genderová vyváženost. Ano, k no, panelu dvě... se ještě dostaneme. Tam to bylo trošku úplně. Jak, no, jak Atlantickými
1: uznávám. břehy, tak...
0: <laughs> jo, jo, jo. jo. Přeníc, tak jenom uh, téma skutečně, jak vlastně firmy a proč nasazují kola, elektrokola jako benefit pro své zaměstnance. Proč to celé má smysl a proč to vlastně funguje v některých zemích a co se musí třeba stát, aby to začalo fungovat i tady v České republice. Jo? Jenom když bych měl trošku jako prozradit dopředu, tak ty hlavní motivy jsou v zásadě tři. Jedna je, že moudré firmy, si uvědomují, že bez ohledu na nějaké uh, vyhlášky, předpisy, mají svoji celospolečenskou zodpovědnost v tom snižovat emise. Nejenom ze své vlastní jako činnosti, víro, ať už dělají výrobů nebo nebo služby, ale i z toho třeba, jak zaměstnanci dojíždí do práce a pak zase domů. A ono, když si uh, to každý jenom trošku jako představí, firma o 20 lidech, V drtí většině případů to bude znamenat 20 solo jíst. V lepším případě, pokud je za firma někde ve městě, tak je v tom nějaká veřejná doprava, ale přesto podíl, podíl aut bude poměrně vysoký jo? a přitom to jsou často krátké jízdy. Takže ty firmy si to vědomují, že z tomhle mohou velmi jako přispět. Zároveň, to je potřeba že je druhý, neméně silný eh, motiv, proč firmy mikromobilitu jako benefit eh, zařazují. Tak je eh, zkrátka dobře nedostatek kvalitního personálu, který jde napříč eh, celým kontinentem a daleka není specialitou jen eh, České republiky, kde to slýcháváme už roky. Jo. A eh, ty moudré firmy si uvědomují, že když nabídnou eh, super atraktivní benefit v podobě kola, elektrokola třeba v hodnotě 3000 euro a ten zaměstnanec za něj platí neto něco mezi mezi 10 a 30 eury měsíčně, tak je to úžasný, úžasný benefit, který si zaměstnávatelé mohou dát dodaní. díky prozíravosti třeba státní daňové politiky a zároveň tím mají zase vedle tady obligátních stravenek v Česku a podobných věcí, jak zase mají, mají nějaký highlight, na co ty dobré talenty k sobě do firmy přitáhnou. No a třetí driver je, že když když firma například staví úplně nové sídlo nebo se někam stěhuje, jako což je případ Walmartu v Americe, který v Bentonville staví kompletní nový kampus, tak to je ideální moment, vlastně, kdy se podívat kompletně na mobilitu jak servně v tomto případě v té centrále a najednou začít designovat ponovu a nikoli v postaru a to je přesně případ, o kterém bude mluvit právě Korty Bar z Walmartu. Moc pěkný příklad toho, jak nepropást změnu jako příležitost. A to bude celý tenhle panel. Já myslím, že to je velká inspirace nejen pro firmy v Česku a na Slovensku, které se chtějí odlišit a zároveň chtějí mít e, náskok. Jo. Jak když si vezmu, jak e, při vší úctě profesionálně smekám, o co dokázala komerční banka její PR oddělení vykřesat z takový triviality jako proměna e, flotily služebních aut za toho, co měli předtím, za asi 100, 100 ENIACů. Si e, se těším na moment, kdy ty e, ještě prozíravější firmy vytřískají mnohem větší publicitu a také kvalitu značky a vnímání značky toho až třeba všem zaměstnancům u sebe nabídnou jako benefit právě ta již zmiňovaná elektrokola. Myslím si, že se jejich brzy i v České republice, a na Slovensku, kde má Urbancast nejsilnější posluchačstvo, takže se si jich brzo dočkáme. Tak snad jsem Kubo na nic se zapomněl A možná nám ještě úvodu. připomenu
1: jednu věc, a to, že na tohle téma jsme se bavili CCA před rokem s Kubou Dietrichem, takže můžete si případně dát i tenhle díl, najdete ho samozřejmě v archivu. Uh,
0: tak, no, je moment, jo, bohatý archiv Urbancastu, jenom připomínáme, je vám k dispozici 24 hodin denně, každý den týdno. Tak. Celý jo. Ok. Tak. Ladies and gentlemen, take your time, we'll switch the scenes. I'll bring in guests for the next panel. If you want to take time, uh, grab water outside and do it. We'll start like in two minutes. I won't be able to give you more time because then it's lunch. Then it's lunch break. But before we get there, i find a clicker Some. Uh, I'll find a clicker. Oh, my team can help me out. That's awesome. You are awesome. Thank you. What is ahead of us is an electrifying panel and not because of me, if then in, uh, thanks to the panelists, but especially it's electrifying the workplace panel and it's a panel that is a lot about change and the change that might come ex- actually from a, from a place that is not as expected as it normally would be. And, uh, that place called workplace employee, employers and companies. Don't know waiting for governments only to make change happen. But there are companies and emperors that realized the value of micromobility instead of automobility for their employees and for their balance sheet as well. This is what we're going to talk about. My name is Roman Melishka. I'll be heading this panel. And if you feel like we can uh, give one more minute to folks that are joining us right now, then we would start in one minute, I would propose. And in the meantime, I'll make sure I get the clicker. Oh, wonderful, wonderful Dominio. taking care of uh, us and you. That's it. That's it. That's the panel. That's the stage. Final look, more people coming in. If not, then we will start. No queue out there. That's good. Let's start. Let's start. So again, thank you for taking the time, taking, thank you for selecting this panel. Uh, I know that uh, time and space is the only scarce resource so that you allocated it to this one huge pleasure. I would now introduce our guests. May I ask all four of you, please, my dear guests. It would be Kurt Barrett from uh, Walmart. It would be Offaly Schmitter from uh, Saffron. It's Olivier from uh, ZenRite and my dear friend Hank one and only president in the room. Please round of applause, welcoming you here. My name Roman, not that's important. I'll try not to mess their work up. Shall I sit among with you? Maybe yes, it will be comfortable for the team as well. All right, while we're here, I tried to set up the scene a little bit, but if you might use your own words, why do you think you're here actually? Curtin? we're gonna start. Excuse me, can you hear Curtin? Because it feels to me, at least here, and I can see the team up there, that 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 the mic is not running. So if you don't mind, sorry to interrupt, but uh make it comfortable. Davinio wanna check the mic? Thank you for the patience. Thank you. In the meantime, I'll switch to Offel if you don't mind. Yes. Why do you think you're here?
2: Uh I'm very proud to be here today. It's a quite new adventure for Satrol to be here at the mobility Stage, because we began just one year ago to move on low carbon mobility for our employees. So We are here to testify, testimony what, what we've done and what, what the success is today uh, in, our, in our company.
0: Mm. And just to make sure for those of you who don't know, Safran is a large group of companies in yes. France, Defense,
2: defense uh, aerospace uh yes
0: we're talking about all in all in group how many uh,
2: 40000 yes more more than that i think and uh, and i i part of the one of this entity of the Saffron group which is called safran Nacelles. and uh, safran Nacelles is worldwide 3000 uh, we 3000 Yes,
0: about more than 3,000 okay. employees. But all in all, more than 40,000. So you, you can already get the grip mm. of, of, the, of the power that is, that is in the room now. Okay, thank mm. you. Thank you, Philippe, for, for being with us. We'll come back what, uh, in, in detail what you have done so far and what is ahead of you. But back to you, Courtney. Mike is running. Okay, testing. Great job, team. Here we go.
3: Courtney Barrett, Director of Workplace Mobility for Walmart. And I believe the question was, why do I think that I'm here? Uh, yeah, exactly. Let's put it that way. <laughs> my, my trip to the Netherlands uh, originated by the desire of a major employer, a city, and a state government looking to increase active mobility. And together, we collectively decided to do a study tour in the Netherlands across many cities to look at best practices To look at the original story of 1970 to today and how you made a change, what could have seemed as though it was impossible, but it was quite possible, and you guys did it. So we're looking to you as the all-stars of this story and to bring back those learnings to the USA, specifically Arkansas, Bentonville, and Walmart, and increase transportation in new and innovative ways, such as the bicycle.
0: Oh, Bentonville is the headquarter of Walmart, if I recall correctly. That's correct. How many employees are we talking about?
3: So in Bentonville, the the headquarters is really around 15,000 associates, <laughs> but you have many, many stores that have associates as well. Yeah,
0: okay. Good, good, good. Well, thank you. We'll come back to what uh, what you're up to uh, at Walmart really soon. Olivier.
4: Yeah. <coughs> Hello, I'm uh, Olivier Isali. Um, I'm here today to to share... Uh, what we do every day at work is uh, working with employers who believe that uh, a, mo- a mobility benefit can change the, the day, uh, daily, uh, day-to-day of, of their employees uh, positively. And that's what we do as Enride. We help them to, to set up a bike leasing uh, benefit for, for the employee uh, with a client like Safran. I'm very glad to, to share this panel with uh, Ophélie.
0: Yeah, so basically you are the one bringing the tools to exactly. companies and employers for their employees. Yes. I will dive, dive deep. How far have you have been? What what, what struggles you are facing? And how much headspace you feel in the coming <laughs> years. Hank, Mr. President. Um, why do you think uh, that uh, you as a president of the European Cyclist Federation?
5: Oh, because I was elected by our
0: members. Yes. And why do you think that I've uh, been uh, courageous enough
5: to invite you to this panel? Uh, well... I think that well of course cycling is micro mobility not all micro mobility cycling but all cycling is micro Well, put. Uh, let's put it that way um and we were talking about this form we actually at the European cyclist Federation which is the European umbrella of national cyclists Federation a cyclist means not people racing in the Tour de France it means people using a bike in Dutch we have two words for this but in English unfortunately only one yeah so it's everyday cycling and leisure cycling that we that we cover. Um, many of the unnecessary car trips are actually commutes. People who go to work, many of those trips are shorter than 10, 7, 5 kilometers and can easily re- be replaced by bike trips. And that's not only good for the climate and for livable cities and health and environment, but it is also good business for the employers. And that's why we run the European... Bicycle-friendly employer certification scheme. Thank mm. you. Oh, well,
0: yeah, exactly. So now you understand why this why this set up. Uh, just to add on, on to the introduction, like you, uh, Courtney at Walmart, you set a target to get 10% of your uh, workforce and associates at the headquarter in Bentonville on bikes, scooters, carpools, whatever that would be outside of the private cars. The Safran, France... You launched an e-bike program with Zenride, yes, and that's only the start. Yes, of what what you in uh, what, what you have in the po- uh, pipeline. Zenride, you are up and running with large employees in France, especially yes. currently yeah. still in France only, still in France. So and that's yeah. uh, just uh, just to make clear, these are uh, companies like Safran, Sangoban, Veolia, yep. with tens of thousands of, of associates. Yep. So the, again, the change making power can be huge it always starts small even this elephants are born small but it can grow enormously and ECF of course as you said uh, Hank you're promoting more cycling on all levels but at the same time let's put it that way I know the word is sometimes not as popular as important it really is but you are really lobbying and fighting for more cycling for more understanding why that is a good job Mm -hmm for everyone on the pan-European level as the one and only organization. And I think that sets the market for everyone here in the audience as well because these are folks interested in micro-mobility. So you are basically creating the market and growing the market for them. That's what we try to do. Yes. Yeah, 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 just to make sure where the value <laughs> for both sides is. No. Well, but let's dive deep into what is really happening in your teams and your projects. And if I might ask, you said you only started basically yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> quite. <laughs> yeah, the day before, let's say. Uh, uh, can you take us a little bit through why have you started? What was the starting point? Why to do something different if until last year, everyone commuting by car it was absolutely okay. What changed?
2: Yes. yes. Uh what changed is the engagement of Safro for uh, decarbonizing his activity. Mm-hmm. And the I think that the mindset of our CEO were were ready and also our employees were ready. We we ask uh we ask people if they would be interested in uh, in bike leasing and the enormous success went for from this question and we do not have any reason to hesitate anymore and uh, and we we, we deploy the, the the solution and uh today uh, 4 months after the beginning we have more than about 200 people employees which have been have made the choice of cycling uh, that so that was uh, that was amazing mm. yes
5: Uh,
0: Congratulations! I mean, Mm. the the first, as they say, the first ten are the most difficult ones. You're already on the 200.
2: We we had the chance to have uh, the top manager, the top managers, top management already engaged in this way, and this is the first step to ensure in your company they have to be convinced of the benefits of the things, and it was the case for Safron, and we we are very happy of that.
0: So as you said, it started with the aim to decarbonize the operations and the functioning of the whole company. Yes. Did the health, did the productivity, uh, did the well-being of employees, when did it enter the the charts, so to say?
2: Very soon also. That was one of the benefits uh, which has been proven and we have communicated to other CEOs to make this choice. But the first clue... The first engagement for Saffron is to decarbonize his activities.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, okay, good. And then, of course, Olivier, with uh, with uh, with uh, Zenrite, you entered the stage because you are basically the solution uh, exactly. m- provider <clears throat> to the needs of of uh, companies like Saffron and 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 others. How does that work practically? Can you take the audience through how does that work when Ofili and Saffron is in the need? I we want. We need, but well, we can't do it on our own. That's a clear one of the other messages. They can't do it on a, on their own. I believe neither yeah. you.
4: <laughs> um, basically, we we try one of our goals is that um, our client like Ophelia has as less uh, work to do <laughs> as possible. We try to to put everything on our, on, our, on ourselves. Um, once the um, the service like Zenride is uh, deployed at, at the company. um, Any employee can choose uh, its own bike in uh, dealer network. We have 700 uh, bike shop partners uh, in France. And so they can choose any bike they want up to a certain cap uh, at their local store. And then everything is managed um, uh, through electronic uh, signature for, for confirmation and a leasing contract um so the um, the employer like um okay you don't you don't have to to choose uh choose which bike uh, to order bike right so really the the employees uh autonomous on, on this uh he can go on the weekend to his bike his uh, bike shop he choose any bike uh and he gets outside of the shop uh, without uh using his credit card it's really uh, great user experience for for the employee, and it, it has a strong, I think, um, impact on the employer brand. That's usually the both with an investment. Uh, that the um, mm. the two with an investment, we we hear from clients uh, decarbonizing, uh, as you mentioned, and also improving the employer brand uh, for for hiring, for retaining talent, for productivity because they are less um uh, less uh six days
0: sorry six days
4: yes exactly thanks um so yeah the basically what the employer has to do is just signing a, a contract each time an employee um cho- has, has uh, chosen a bike it takes i don't know less than less than a minute um and we take care of everything again. uh you don't have to to you don't have to manage the bike, you don't have to service or maintain the, the, the bike. It's our um, dealer network that, that do that. Uh, we want the service to be a uh, hassle-free. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> for, for the employer, it's really important. That's one of our engagements that you won't have to put a hand on a bike. Uh, just sign a contract. once. Uh,
0: okay. <laughs> that... How many, how many bikes have you already? Not delivered, but uh, taking care of basically uh, for your customers, for for companies like Sapphron, Veolia, and others. How many? How big is the virtual fleet?
4: Yeah, uh, so for instance, Sapphron is uh, we have a uh, bikes, so it's about nine percent of the um, of the employees so far who has, who have uh, cho- chosen a bike. Uh, we have some, uh, a bit more than three thousand bikes in our fleet uh, in France, everywhere in France. Uh that's something very important for us. Uh that was one of the um, the topic we do we, we discuss. Uh a lot of the mobility transition happens in Paris and we all have the, the this image of the transformation of Paris. But what we live every day at Zenheid is the transformation outside Paris. What happens in second, third, fourth tier cities. Uh, where the demand is very strong because there are no no public transport or very few public transport because uh, the car dependency is very strong and, and it implies uh, purchase power issues oh. for, for the last year uh, for for employees. And that's where the, for me, that's why the revolution mm-hmm. uh, happens cu- currently in France uh, because it's not the usual uh, cliche of cycling uh, very it Paris, it's really... Uh, what happens in uh, in Florence, for instance, uh, at San Ponacel or in Ponte de Mer, these kind of cities?
0: Mm. Well, thank you, thank you Olivier. Mm-hmm. Courtney, what you mentioned already, your 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 plans, what you have for Bentonville, 10%, much wider range of of services you would like to offer to your associates. It's mm. so not only about bikes, it's carpooling and stuff like that. Where did that start? Why? Why?
3: Roman, I think it, <clears throat> because it we should be doing this type of okay. work, uh, Walmart's very interested, as well as the city and the government, what's good for the individual, what's good for the community, and what's good for the world at large. And mobility is one of those that maybe crosses all of those. So when Walmart decided to build a new campus the first time in the last 60 years, they selected 350 acres in the heart of Batonville, our town and came up with a regenerative vision that was influenced with the design, with the leadership, with the operations. And part of that vision was around the healthy lifestyles Mm. for associates and how important that was. Mobility plays a part as does food, as does environment. Many aspects of that, but how we start and finish our day can really add to the enjoyment of that work life balance of the journey to the office. Um, So it really started with a vision from leadership to focus on regenerative behavior and influences. And then that has trickled down into the design of the new campus our whole health and fitness center if it's over 350,000 square feet, the first ever on-site childcare serving over 500 children for associates, Uh, many food healthy options, and then just the design of the campus. I encourage you to check out if you Google Walmart new campus, you'll see the layout of the campus and you'll begin to see our Razorback Greenway, which is a A paved pedestrian trail that goes all the way through campus, spanning the 350 acres connecting North Bentonville and South Bentonville, but which you could actually take for 40 miles. If you lived in the northernmost part of where our workers are, all the way to the southernmost part, you could easily choose to ride a bike or a scooter. Of course, a shuttle or carpool program as well. We are built for transportation via automobile, but we're trying to, to Turn that paradigm a little bit to, to encourage the healthy benefits of connecting to nature, slowing your day, moving your body, burning a calorie. How that might also play into your workday.
0: Oh well, it's interesting, especially in the US context where the car dependency is even much higher than than definitely than Amsterdam, definitely uh, in across Europe. <laughs> so, if I may uh, keep on uh, talking with you, what kind of challenges? Probably inside the company. Are you facing (laughs) Take (laughs) us through take us through please? Yeah, Yeah. what does that mean?
3: I think in the mobility sector we will all agree that changing human behavior is quite possibly the hardest. You mean like no one wants to change, but everyone wants (laughs) to change? We're all comfortable with what we do every day, (laughs) right? I have a very nice automobile and I really enjoy driving it. So I'll know we will have made change when I wake up and choose myself to not get in my comfortable electric SUV, listen to my podcast, eat my snack, park. When I decide, oh, I'd rather ride a bike today. Now I do that sometimes, Mm -hmm. but I think that's one of the biggest challenges is in a environment like Bentonville, where we don't necessarily need to ride our bikes to get to work. Uh How do we incentivize change? How do we make it easy? How do we not have uh, the burden of, what if I have a a flat? What if my chain falls off? What if it rains on the day? So looking at those barriers, uh, one, leading with leadership. So we have a lot of efforts To encourage leadership to ride and show that they're riding.
0: Yeah, they have to be keen with that.
3: Second, we're trying to break down the barriers to access to mobility options. So we just launched the first ever Walmart Move Hub, it's an internal bike shop and education center just for associates. And we address all the barriers. What to wear. Believe it or not, in the U.S., we think we need to maybe wear different clothes if we're going to bicycle. Yeah. But on an e-bike, it's a game changer because you don't necessarily sweat. And we're just talking about a few miles of a commute. But this is a new concept. Access to bikes. We need to make it easy and accessible. So the priority should be in front of your front door is priority parking. That's a design for a new campus. If you've parked in a car, you'll be walking five minutes to your office. If you've ridden a bike, you're 20 seconds away from mm. the front door. And then the one of the other options we're currently working on is incentivizing behavior. So how could we encourage engagements through incentives?
0: Mm-hmm. So when was the last time one of your leadership was seen or will be seen on a knee bike?
3: Very frequently. Okay. Because they get an email or a call from Courtney to say, join me. And then I snap <laughs> a picture and post it.
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Hank, do you see this kind of behavior? We have two amazing examples from an honourable employer. And do you uh, see it the wider spread across Europe or spreading?
5: It, it, it is spreading. Um, in this country, in the Netherlands, the uh, Ministry of Infrastructure appointed fifteen leading figures. Uh, wait, government uh, deployed. Wait, 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 government talked to companies, yeah. and companies are stepping up and uh, and and positioning high-profile bike. Ambassadors, leading figures inside those corporations, who give the example. But I, I, I maybe a, a, a small anecdote about a very specific example. Everybody knows the company ASML. They print, make the machines that print the microchips. Um, they are adding twenty thousand jobs in the coming six or seven years. Their production facility is in a small town without a railway station, and. There were no housing for this 20,000 people. So they will live, need to live in other towns all around, and they will need to come to work. They cannot work remote. They are production facility. They must come to work. Um, there's no railway station. The roads don't have capacity for another 20,000 commuters. Uh, so they really were not only by choice, but by force, they need to start cycling to work. So it starts with hardware, buying bikes, uh, installing bike parking, bike repair shop, uh, showers. But then these 20,000 people, they come from all over the world. They are not used to cycling to work. They need training. They started doing events, festivals, gamification, cycling for charity. They have even in-house cycling magazine in the company to try to change the culture and As again, they're forced to do that. But then they took it one level further. Because when all these people start cycling, there is no space for them on the cycling path. So, together with the municipality, the company actually financed the construction of a safe, uh, uninterrupted cycle route from Eindhoven Central Station, which is a big station, big hub, to the production facility in Veldhoven, 10 kilometers away. With an extra tunnel, an extra bridge to avoid traffic lights. And where there are traffic lights, to tune the traffic lights. So at a certain average speed, you can just... Green lights. Uh, relax and and, and and go on. But the, the important thing here, of course, is the cooperation between the company and the public authorities. Because they are using public land for the commute. Uh, and that seems to be working very, very well. We'll see it, of course. It's... Just, Runs to 2030, they'll have perhaps uh, of the 20,000 new people coming in at least 10,000 must be cycling to work from the station, and then of course there's the railway company who makes needs to make parking space at the station for the bikes, etc. So you need to integrate. Uh, mm, that sounds all. like a case study to be copied. It's really a case study and maybe next year, somebody from the company can be sitting here and Yeah, us. Idea.
0: idea. Definitely the topic is not going away. Oh, no. Having honorable employers, companies, being one of the driving forces of this mobility change. That's for sure. That's for sure. Um, is there anything that on your journey, internal company journey, has been uh, the biggest struggle for you that you had to face? Either getting someone on board getting resources to make it happen, uh, growing faster than you wish. What what kind of hurdles are you facing uh, still these days?
3: If I may go first.
0: Yeah, please go. Uh, um,
3: About a decade ago, uh, there was a significant investment in Bentonville becoming uh, recreational riding. We have over 500 miles of recreational mountain bike trails, and that was a great case of build it and they will come. And we've seen enormous amount of investment in the city by visitors to come enjoy the mountain bike trails. Now the shift is moving to active transportation. Major barriers exist inside the company and in the community for that mental shift. Mm. Yes, we own mountain bikes and we know how to ride the trails. How in the world do we commute across the city? What is the education? What are the rules of the road? Where are bikes as transportation supposed to be and not supposed to be? One of the big takeaways from my study tour here is the intentional design elements to reduce speeds from cars. I loved and dwelt. Say that right. Yeah, yeah. I saw the uh, the car as guest sign. Also learned about bike mayors. Yep. Lots of takeaways like that to help get the word out that you need to slow the speeds. There needs to be advocacy at the top. so there's a lot of barriers that exist with education, basic education on how to use a micromobility device as a way of transportation. Mm.
0: That means, if I might translate it even for our audience, that micromobility can be help not only on the hardware side, not only on the ser- uh, service side, but on the education side as well. Because probably the, the, the challenges you're facing are not tailor-made to, to Walmart situation only. And of course, uh, maybe maybe Hank we should think about how to translate pizza and pilrener, so two different words in Dutch for uh daily cyclist and uh and a sporty cyclist to other languages because that helps the language helps in the understanding what you're facing. MTB, you don't need to spend a word anymore around Vandenville. But saying how oh, hop on a bike, get on a job, that will take some time. Yeah. How about you? Hopefully.
2: So by Saffron, the CEO were convinced with uh, it was certain of the success. And we, we have some, we have some, there was a risk in the head of some of the, of the lower management today, we are going to have 100 spikes. How are we going to handle it? And yes, uh, we have uh, set up steering communities. In each of our sites in France, we have five five sites in France, and we we try to to make the change happen in the mindset of the people. Some, for example, the site manager, the human resources manager, and the safety manager. Also, we put this people together around the table and talk about how are we going to deploy this wonderful solution that our employees want. And that, that was a, an exciting adventure. And it was actually really fun to do, uh, being together as a aerospace employer, talking about about to bike <laughs> around the table. That was really the exciting and wonderful adventure. So yes, we Uh-oh. and and the, the success is here. Uh, I've signed up every day, new contracts, uh, and uh, more and more people are, are going. And the second step after that is to increase the capacity of uh, bike facilities as a bike station, lockers showers and so on and to so we can help as employer to be exemplary to help our employee coming by bike commuting by bike every day
0: mm. 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 that's cool well Hank, mm. i saw you nodding when uh, when Offaly mentioned the facilities i know that one of the many many efforts that you spend a lot of time explaining was a legislation that is coming in europe which are the new buildings Yeah,
5: the, the, and the, the buildings the, with the requirement of compulsory you know, bike for parking. For long time, can you tell us more, not please? least in the US, you have had parking norms for, for construction that every building for every housing unit, 2.5 parking spaces for offices, 1.2 per employee. How can an employee use more than 1.2? I wouldn't know. Um, anyhow, we are now in... Europe working for introduction of obligatory space for bike parking and e-bike charging at workplaces, newly built or refurbished uh, uh, workplaces. But it was maybe more important, if you don't mind, Roman, is, is legislation in another sense. In Belgium, earlier this year, yeah. they, by law, they introduced that everyone who cycles to work gets 26, 27 cents per kilometer with a maximum of 20 kilometers one way, um, that's that's, a substanti- that's substantial money actually, and the employer needs to pay it to the uh, employee. but the people who commute by car already got this for decades, exactly. And now finally, for cycling, you get the same uh, uh, the same remuneration. And that's, of course another thing that needs to change. most countries still. And have a lot of tax advantages for company cars.
0: Let's call it that way. These are subsidies, we just don't call these it that are
5: way. subsidies, indeed. And we can use carrots, indeed, pay people to cycle to work, but we also need sticks to discourage people from taking the car to work. Yeah. And as an interest for the employers, because um, people who cycle to work, they have fewer sick days, they have less stress, they are more productive. You know, they arrive at work with a smile on their face, they have the the wind in their hair, Uh, whereas the people who have been in in, in traffic, they don't arrive with a smile on their face. Maybe in rural Arkansas, but not here. Well, that's true. I mean, it only shows how important and how
0: valuable the lever of going through companies for the mobility change can be. The topic, as we all sense, we could go through for another half an hour, one hour. But if I may ask all four of you a final question. What keeps you up at night working on the topic that we're discussing today? What keeps you up at night? I hope in the positive way. Brittany, you want to start?
3: Yes, but when you said that, I immediately think of a negative. No, so okay, let's how would that how show how would
0: we reframe that? <laughs> so where do you see the headspace?
3: The opportunity to okay, increase nice. safety.
0: Okay. Cool. Keeps
3: me up at night. Oh really? Because we are encouraging Lots of associates and influencing behavior across the city, as an example for the state and what Walmart does, the USA, if not the world, is watching. So as we promote and encourage this type of micromobility behavior, we must bring alongside good partners to help us with education, with access, with incending behavior. We have to show and tell the story. We want to repeat what the Netherlands has done. Uh Maybe even better, if I might. Like,
0: yeah, yeah, of course, because then no need to to, to repeat what has been done fifty years ago. Yeah. The world has moved, but safety is key. Okay, good. Well, fingers crossed. Anthony,
2: uh, I have a positive way to be up at night. Yeah, uh, I'm so proud to be in this company, Safro, which use its power to make the the, the employee change. I have no bike and now I can hire a bike with less money and use it for my commuting from and to work, but also for my own life. That's, a, so, that's such a big change and the company can do that. And I'm so happy to be in a company which has made the choice to mm. do that. That's, that's, so, that's wonderful.
5: Mm. Wonderful. That's cool. Thank you. Uh, well, nothing keeps. I sleep like a baby, um, a snoring baby, my wife would say. Uh, so nothing keeps me awake at night. But 1.4 million people die in traffic every year. 1.4 million people. So in three years, that's about as much as the pandemic, and this happens year on year on year, and there is no improvement. Many of those are pedestrians, uh, cyclists, or other so-called. I don't like the term. Vulnerable you know road users, users of micro mobility, including pedestrians, and why don't we talk about it in the way that we talk about other public health threats, like a pandemic, like well, in, in gun violence, opioid, uh, opioid epidemic, but somehow we don't talk that much about traffic as uh, as a killer, as a killer as an, yeah. an epidemic, yeah, and that there is a solution to it.
0: Which the pe- this panel represents as well,
5: oh. part of it
0: at least. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you, Hank. Olivier, how about for you, where is where is the where it goes? Where is the future? What where are you drawing? Where oh, driving towards? So the future
4: very um, bright. <laughs> um, it's in the beginning in France. We have only three percent of uh, biking across all commuting. Three percent. It's quite more, um, and I believe the we have to combine promoting the usage uh, like they did in Belgium, for instance, um, investing in infrastructure. Uh, we saw that the map, uh, Raymond's uh, from bon, uh showed the map of cycling lanes in Europe. You see the, yeah, quite empty in France <laughs> compared to, to Netherlands, for instance, or even Germany. Uh, and I believe if we combine both investments, yeah, we will, um, will increase um, the bike share significantly. Uh, so every day we work at the to, to promote the usage to to make the bike experience accessible through financial leasing, which it costs only one euro per day for, for the employee. So it's really accessible. <laughs> um, what keeps me sometimes up at night is wondering, uh, yeah, how can we also um, invest more in the infrastructure? Uh, how how we it will uh, evolve? Because we need both. Uh, mm. We need both uh, the usage uh, legitimates the investment in infrastructure, and when, once you invest in infrastructure, it creates the um, the usage. So I'm both not. are yeah. both uh, oh. works together, and uh, yeah, in France, we need to to activate both at the same mm. time, and it's not easy. <laughs> <Every> mm. <event.
0: laughs> mm. Yeah, well, well, if I may as well, I'd, what makes me really optimistic is actually. Today's panel is a lonely uh, representation of it. And that's a cooperation of different stakeholders. Yep. This is an intertwined network, mm. intertwined. And I believe most of you here in the audience or at the conference as well, we are all part of an ecosystem that we can provide a value and a help to someone else within the ecosystem. And this is what Zendride is doing for Safran, Safran is doing for their employees and for the community or what you are up to. In Arkansas as well, Bentonville, creating a completely new way of living and working. And Hank, you trying to make it, the story clear to everyone who then sets the boundaries, legislation, and stuff like this. This cooperation makes me positive. So I would like to thank all of you, for, not only for coming over here, but what you're doing, what you have in your pipelines. Fingers crossed. And I don't know about you but i'll be curious to hear more in one year where you've moved. In the meantime, best of luck and round of applause please. Je, Romane, jaké to bylo Slyšet si zase podobě. Uh, ja jsem měl velkou radost, že uh, se povedlo ten panel a teď jsme se to potvrdili udělat na Ta inspirace z něj, věřím, že může být přínosná pro všechny, kdo nás poslouchají. Potážmo, komu naše posluchačky a posluchači tenhle ten panel a tenhle ten díl od Bankástu třeba přepošlou, pokud pracují ve firmě, kde někdo má na starosti třeba CSR nebo ISG reporting a nebo jenom strátka inovace a snahu tu firmu, ve které naše posluchačky a posluchači pracují někam posouvat do 21. století, tak když jim přepočtete tuhle epizodu, tak já věřím, že ta inspirace z toho je nadčasová. To mě těší asi nejvíc. jinak mě hrozně bavilo samozřejmě ten mix mezi pohledem těch dvou s z ze Sacron Group a z Walmartu a potom startup ZenRite a vlastně diplomat, který na, umí nabídnout ten celoevropský pohled z helikoptéry z nadhledu. Proč to celé má smysl trochu si prýpnout do těch zaměstnavatelů, že není na co čekat, tak tenhle mix mě bavil velmi, doufám, že i posluchačky a posluchače od Bancastu.
1: Já možná tady vyslovím jedno, jedno přání, aby to naopak zas až tak dlouho nadčasové nebylo, protože pořád tak trošku doufám, že některá ty témata, která se nyní zdají býti nadčasovými, to znamená, že pořád mají co přinášet, Takže se na ně možná už třeba za rok možná za dva i tady u nás v České republice budeme dívat jako na něco, co je vlastně úplně samozřejmé, co tam tady naprosto funguje a budeme si říkat, jo, proč jsme se nad tím vlastně tehdy jako podivovali a proč jsme to vůbec považovali za nadčasové, když dneska je to úplnou samozřejmostí. Takže takové jedno vánoční přání.
0: Pěkně řečeno, Kubo, to je moc hezký pohledu, tak to se přidávám a
1: Tak jo, každopádně ještě děkujeme Milošovi Urbanovi samozřejmě, děkujeme Bajku a budeme se na vás těšit naslyšenou u dalšího dílu, který pro vás máme připravený.
0: Super. těším se u další epizodu Urbancastu do té doby. Poslouchejte
3: a posílejte doleva, doprava, nahoru, dolů.
1: Tak jo, díky, mějte se Romane, mějte se vy všichni.